If the Secret Service is secret, how come we know about it? If there was a ban on flouting, how would you flout it? Well, we're starting with uh, two of the things we care about most in this world, sport and Canada, uh, because it's a question from Joanna, who says, I am a Canadian and I've got a sports question. Is it about the poutine Olympics? I don't think so. She says, a few years ago, I spent some time on your side of the pond and first encountered a sport called netball which I'd never heard of before. It seems to be some sort of mashup between basketball and volleyball. Well, there's no volleyball in it, and it's like basketball with all the energy taken out. Uh, But she says it is obviously important enough that over there in the UK you even teach it in school gym classes. Yes, 13 years of this wretched ball sport. But only if you're a girl. If you're a boy... Yeah, you get to play real sports. You get to play real sport. Uh, even more surprising to me, continues Joanna, uh, than its apparent popularity over there was its complete lack of a presence over here, Canada, whatsoever. Well, you've got hockey. Helen, answer me this. How did such a goofy-sounding sport become so popular? Because it was forced on all of us at school. And why didn't it take in my part of the world? Well, it's a curious one, Joanna, because you're very close to the United States where they invented netball to Ah. be a more ladylike and restrained version of basketball. So the reason why netball is so crap, and I'm sorry, listeners, but I don't care if you write and go, no, netball's brilliant because I hate it because I played at school. It's crap because you're only allowed to go into certain portions of the court. You can't go to the full court. You're not allowed to move with the ball. You're not allowed to dribble like you can in basketball. You're not allowed to punch each other in the face like you presumably are in volleyball. (laughs) You just stand there with a bib on and it's rubbish. And what was the thinking behind that being more ladylike? Because you can't move. You can't flash your pants. Obviously, (laughs) they used to play it in floor-length crinolines in the 1890s when it was developed in this way uh, by uh, a lady called Senda Berenson Abbott of Smith College. She adapted girls basketball which had already started off a bit with rules that maintained feminine decorum and slowed down potentially strenuous play it avoided physical contact there was very limited opportunity for violence or brawls or injury because not allowed to touch each other hello it's steve from birmingham i got married two weeks ago and as a wedding present to myself i bought the first 60 episodes of answer me this and the diamond jubilee and the sports day albums to complete my collection uh, Helen and Ollie, answer me this. How do I justify it to the wife? I suppose many people's marriages are just an endless stream of justifying the unjustifiable, aren't they? <laughs> Couldn't you just tell her you spent 60 quid on porn? Well, I think in the scheme, the grand scheme of what you spend on in a, a marriage. Wedding. Yeah, yeah, and the wedding itself, but I mean, never mind the honeymoon and money on our own. If I'm going to spend £150 on sugar almonds, I can at least get <laughs> all the episodes of my favourite podcast. Exactly. Money, money on quality entertainment such as ours is certainly worth it. She will have spent more on the wedding day getting her makeup done, which she was only going to weep off anyway during the vow, <laughs> than you've spent on entertainment for a lifetime. Yes. I must say, I fully appreciate the uh, idea of buying yourself wedding presents. Martin and I on honeymoon got ourselves a giant toy ham well the oh, thing is yeah. no one knows oneself better than one and it is difficult giving people digital files as a gift yes isn't it? yes exactly we never actually thought about doing a wedding list option on our website oh my god that'd be amazing john lewis rake it in don't they have we got enough diversity of merch to really sustain it for a wedding list well, you could, you well, could wear well, one of the bibs as a veil I it'd think... be enchanting <laughs> i've got a better idea let's get ourselves ordained and then we can perform weddings <laughs> sit down guests in half an hour we'll get to the wedding but first got to do a bit of banter but being realistic about a marriage <laughs> yeah you know it's not just about the honeymoon is it there's going to be a few weeks, maybe a few months, maybe a few years, maybe feeling, a few decades. Feeling a bit flat after. Where you're that couple 
You're that couple sitting in the restaurant, not saying anything to each other. At that point, when your marriage has got to that stage, maybe you don't hate each other. Maybe you're just used you're to each other's exactly. Wait, is this sentence going to end with "Why not buy some episodes of Answer This to spice up your love life"? <laughs> Why not fill the time by wearing some earphones and listening to us? Yeah. Now we've heard from uh, Joe in Seattle quite recently. Yeah, he said, can't get a second date. Yeah. <laughs> he's been in touch with his romantic woes before. Oh, what a loser, Joe! But I'm guessing that his uh, love life is going a little better. Oh, good. Because he says, "Ollie, answer me this: sharing an ice cream cone with someone you're romantically involved." with is that charming or gross or both yes because it might be charming to you it might be gross to passers-by or gross to the person you're trying to share it with indeed i think also it might depend on how new your relationship is because it's the kind of thing that is gross when you've only been on like one date with someone then it's charming it's not gross it's creepy it's too much it's too too much much too soon Mm. then there might be that early honeymoon period like where you're really into each other and you can't get close enough and then why would I eat without swapping fluid with eight exactly what a waste (laughs) Uh, and then um, later you realise the validity of separating your ice creams you might not even want the same flavour but you understand that that's fine in the relationship it's okay to have differences I think it's a matter of degree as well if it's like oh can I have a little try of your cone that's fine but if it's like trying is different if you're you're simultaneously tonguing the same cone that's that's, that's good that's interesting as well isn't it because the, the very thing that makes it sort of fun and acceptable the flirtatious lick Mm. That's the thing that makes it sort of amusing. Oh, yeah. is also the thing that makes it disgusting. If you're both like, <laughs> go, let, go both for Lady the Tramp, eat pasta, not ice cream or soup. We <laughs> <laughs> so romantic, wouldn't it? Or porridge. <laughs> I've shared a soup with someone, and did you... they come off worse in that deal? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I'm faster at eating. Did you both put in a big straw into the soup? And you such? wouldn't share a soup with someone who you weren't romantically attached with, but you might share an ice cream cone. I think. Like ah. one might eat half and then the other the other half. You yeah, would be licking simultaneously. No. Yeah, but be... I wouldn't share a soup with it, even though you know you could do the same thing. My my platonic friend could eat half of the soup and then I could eat the other well, half. No I one won't... wants the bathwater. No one wants second, the bathwater second. Exactly. I'd, share my, I'd share my soup with a not with Ollie with though, friend. would you? No, not with Ollie. No, I, wouldn't I wouldn't go with looking. Would I? Ollie's <laughs> no child. He doesn't share food. <laughs> Here's a question from Daniel from Crystal Palace, who says. I'm currently undergoing an orthodontic procedure. This procedure involves applying pressure to the teeth using wire and minute elastic bands that agonisingly force the teeth into position. Drama queen match. So, Ollie, answer me this. What sadist thought up the idea of braces? Surely there's a less painful way to do it. Well, presumably being anaesthetised for several years while they train your teeth back into position, <laughs> but it's not practical. It'll have other side effects. Yes. Uh, it's very hard to pinpoint a particular sadist because, of course, there are a long line of sadists, or as they prefer to be called, dentists, yeah. who contributed to the evolution of braces technology as we know it today. They're just trying to help you, Daniel. Uh, so as long ago as 1728, there was a dentist wow. called uh, Pierre Fouchard. How did he get in on the braces app? Was it him who said, if you wear this, say, leather strap or wooden brace in your mouth for X months, your teeth will grow in correctly? Was that his shtick? Uh, I think the one that you have to blame for all of the weird little funny additions okay. are, is probably Calvin S. Case, uh, who was the dentist who made them really hilarious because he was the one to add little rubber bands to yes. places. <laughs> the colourful bits. Whenabouts was that? Uh, that was in the 20th century, I believe. But actually, um, archaeologists have discovered ancient bodies with bands wrapped around their teeth. Really? Uh, although that may have been apparently to stop their teeth getting separated in the afterlife, of course. Also, I thought there was quite a big trade on teeth, so presumably the teeth of corpses were often nicked. Yeah, I suppose just putting a band around them was just like a little reminder to grave robbers being like, hold on, you sure you want to do this? Oh, I better not go on the grass, there's a sign. I'm sure that band would work. But anyway, Daniel, I think you should be grateful to the pain because the pain is nature's way of telling you that your teeth are being forced into a position that others 
consider superior and maybe medically superior because some people's teeth are growing in the wrong place i think also if they had less painful ways to do it they would use them but it's a slow process uh making teeth grow in the right way and i think the surgical options are not going to be any less painful i I suppose the worst thing about braces that i've read is um apparently sometimes the wire can fall out the back of them and spike through your cheek (sighs) so that's a good good reason to not eat toffee when you've got braces yeah there are lots of things that i'd imagine are quite difficult to do when you do have braces and also, I remember my friend used to twang his elastic bands tunefully. But it's not a nice tune, is it, when you're thinking about where it's coming from? <laughs> Have you ever heard of a sexual fetish involving braces? I haven't looked into one because I don't find braces attractive on their own in that mm. way. And I've never had braces, so I've never been sought by somebody with that fetish. So I'm not the right person to ask. But the, as an instrument of both medicine and restriction, mm. and which does something to your mouth, yeah. you'd imagine that someone somewhere has found a sexual use for those, it no? could really shred your foreskin <laughs> if you're not careful. If you've got a question, then email your question, yeah, to answer me this podcast, googlemail.com. Smith this podcast to googlemail.com and submit this podcast to googlemail.com Hellcat and submit this podcast to googlemail.com uh, Here's a question from Liam from Pimlico uh, who says, Helen, answer me this. Why on earth do Heinz name their soups cream of? As far as I've ever known, mushrooms, tomatoes, or chickens have never been cream-giving ingredients. Yeah. Well, you're not going to get any cream out of a chicken with that attitude, Liam. So <laughs> You have to sweet-talk them first. <laughs> answer me this. How did it come about that soups were named that call for cream in this way? Isn't it cream as in creamed corn rather than cream from a mushroom? It's, it's cream of a mushroom. Well, it just means well, it's got cream in it, doesn't it? We all no, know no, what no, it no. means. It means it's mashed up. When you talk about creamed corn, it's mashing up corn, isn't well, it? Well, oh, I see. It, well, debatably. So the cream of soups, they, the base either involves like a creamy puree of vegetables or cream. Yeah. I don't know why it's cream of when it's cream ed or cream with, but there it is. We've just got to all live with it. But it's the cream of mushrooms. It's the mashed up product of mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, but you wouldn't, you'd be disappointed, wouldn't you, if you got cream of mushroom soup and it wasn't creamy in texture? Whereas mm. by, by your definition, you could just juice some mushrooms and that's cream of mushroom soup. Yeah, I guess there must be cream be. in mushrooms. I think, I think the two explanations probably combine. I, I think Cream and vegetable puree. Rum. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's both, isn't it? It's got cream in it, but also it can mean the cream of mushroom as in the product of mushing up mushrooms with yeah. cream. Whereas cream crackers, no cream, make no mistake. You could, Correct. Cre- you could cream crackers, but... Just, oh, just be, be a dusty. meaningless paste wouldn't cream pop- of cracker soup oh that'd be dry yeah be popular in the south why crackers meaning a southern gentleman what you know the expression crackers no it's no a- I'm from the south so no, that would no, just no, be not the south, thing, the south of America as in south America the south of the United States of America okay where, see how confusing where, language is in the wrong mouth referred to as crackers <laughs> meaning redneck or similar no, I've never heard that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nor have I. Because they used to gather in the Cracker Barrel and discuss matters of the day. And what, what is the Cracker Barrel? You would siphon out the crackers, like you'd put your cup under the tap and you'd get <laughs> some liquid crackers. No, it's just when, when you would go to a country store, there'd be a big barrel and it would have crackers that you could snack on and you could scoop up some of those and take them home to your wife. Right. And over. that's their equivalent of the water cooler moment, is it? The Cracker Barrel. Yep. <laughs> Chat. Yep. What an extraordinary romantic story you've <laughs> just told us. I've read about a Tanzanian soup called supu. And how does that make you feel? Well, pretty rank. Do you know what's in it? Poo? You're not far off. And a woman called Sue? Um, 
Goat lungs, <laughs> heart, liver, head, cow stomach, uh, intestines and tongue, hoof and tail. I feel like such an idiot for putting my goat lungs on my cereal all this time. <laughs> I should have been so much more adventurous. I think that would be okay. I'll tell well, you. it's only a Tanzanian equivalent of a Jewish chicken soup in a way, isn't it? Which does have yeah. giblets and intestines and head Well, like it. Scotch broth, it sounds like. Yeah, there's something quite vivid about a Tanzanian gentleman mashing up goat lungs though which there just isn't in a pre-made supermarket soup powder yeah, and yet you, they're the same thing you don't want to know what is in those you don't want to know do you yeah, that's yeah. so here I am feeling culturally superior because I don't eat goat lung soup and I probably do I wouldn't eat the tiger penis soup though I know that they're endangered and that's why you shouldn't but even yeah. if they weren't I, that is just it, doesn't appeal to me is it because you're afraid everyone will think you're gay <laughs> you've put too many cocks in your mouth as it is <laughs> would you eat a tiger's tits soup would you eat any kind of penis <laughs> I thought you'd never ask, Martin. Uh, uh, no, I don't think I would eat any kind of penis, no. Would you eat something that was small, like a white bait, so you were incidentally eating the penis? Cause yes. you were eating yeah, you've eaten loads of animal penises without realising it. Oh, you? wow, you really caught me off with that. That's like... Uh, <laughs> Ollie Man is a cock hypocrite. That is just a modern version of primary school when they used to go, did you see Spastic say no last night? No. Ah, you're Spastic! Unbelievable. I don't, by the way, stand by the use of the word Spastic. No. It just genuinely is what happened to me at primary school. Do you like fish sticks? <laughs> Uh, the playground joke they had at my school as well as did you know they'd taken gullible out of the dictionary oh, I love that joke <laughs> <laughs> that's another one that's a brilliant joke it's um you, Ollie uh, put, put your fingers in your mouth like this yeah and then say I was born on a pirate ship oh because I got I am a ranker I am a ranker son oh that's good as well <laughs> I was born on a pirate ship oh that actually didn't work what's supposed to sound like shit pile of shit I was born on a pile of shit I was born on a pirate ship it's not good it doesn't no. work banker son's better because it, it sounds really like wanker did. simple well we've all learned something today <laughs> And not the pheasant plucker. I'm a yeah, pheasant yeah, plucker. I can't do that with my yeah. fingers in my mouth. If you've been affected by any of the issues in today's program, you can call 0208 123 5877. Or you can nut up or shut up. Are you a man or a minx? Mrs. M, Mrs. I, Mrs. S, S, I, Mrs. P, Mrs. Y, Mrs. I can't remember the rhyme. This is a question from Kristen from Mississippi, who says, Helen, answer me this. How do Do I spell Mississippi? (laughs) How do things that glow in the dark work? Phosphorescence. Aren't they that rubbish Jesus band? Oh. Boom. Is that evanescence? It's an evanescence joke. That's what it was. Okay. Um, Fluorescence is a phenomenon is when you put light into something and it emits light at a lower wavelength. So there's UV things that light up. You shine UV light and you get lower wavelength. Keep it light, keep it fun, Martin. Sorry, (laughs) Sorry, I thought you wanted to do a technical expression. Uh, Anyway, but like phosphorescence is the same, but it's it's a very, very slow process of re-emitting the light that you put into it. It's like a light light storage process. Yeah, but a very, very slow process. But sometimes, like on um, watches, the uh, fluorescent paint on the hands Mm. might have a little bit of radioactive material. Really? That is interesting. When I was uh, about 10, uh, I went to NASA in Florida. When I was about 32, I went to NASA in Florida. (laughs) I win. And well, actually. Well, I went more recently. Yeah, there were more rockets there. I went there when I was 34. Anyway, um, (laughs) if I'd have gone, actually, when I was 32, Mm -hmm. I could have got a t shirt with NASA written on it. Whereas at the time, what I thought I wanted 
was that space food that they eat in space. I got some for mm. my niece, but she is seven, so I thought it was appropriate. It just, I mean, imagine what dehydrated ice cream tastes like. Not a very nice idea, is it? Why would you want to buy that as a souvenir? Imagine it being a bit like polystyrene, mm. but pink. Yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> tastes a bit like you're eating a bar of soap at Lush. Anyway, alongside my space food, the thing that I brought back from NASA were, I guess they were packaged as like space letters, mm-hmm. but actually they were just cut out little letters that you could stick on the ceiling yeah. and they'd give a glow-in-the-dark phrase. But I didn't know what to write. Oh, no. Um, so I wrote... Uh, this is humiliating, but I think it's revealing something in my character. Yeah. I wrote, there's only one Ollie Man. There's another Ollie Man on Twitter, isn't there? Which is why you're the Ollie Man. No, there's some twat got <laughs> at Ollie Man and then didn't use it ever. Mm. And all the only correspondence he's had, as far as I know, is people trying to get me. And including me saying, hey, can I get this off you? In a way, a publicity-shy Ollie Man is like your portrait in the attic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I, I just I just find it embarrassing to look back on that. Oh, of all the creative sweet. things I could have... I could have written, I love mummy, and I wrote, there's only one Ollie Man. I think it just shows a ridiculous... Um, sort of sense of self-belief which wasn't I uh, wasn't entitled to have really anyway Martin who uh, does not have a ridiculous sense of self-belief uh, bought a large uh, melamine plate with the moon on it that's cool I got a charm bracelet which has got rockets and astronauts and a landing pod on it that's cool as well but it just goes to show that when you're 32 slash 34 you appreciate tourist gift shops more <laughs> <laughs> you get the good shit here's a question from Carl who says Helen answer me this why do we have Artex ceilings because the person who owned your house before and then died uh, put it there and is from a different era to you. Yeah. It's the sort of thing they did then, isn't it? Borders. That's another thing people used to do. Oh, those ones at sort of waist height. Yeah. And then your wallpaper's different underneath. Yes, but the border perhaps matches the uh, the curtain oh, fabric. Yeah. You know, just the thing that holds the curtains to the wall. Pelmet. Uh, the pelmet, yes, Yuck. I do. Uh, he continues, who created this particular design? Well, you have to check and see if there's a signature at the bottom. <laughs> There are a lot of different patterns, aren't there? Because there's a sort of stipply effect. There are various different waves. Some people even go for fancy leafy oh, designs. They are awful, aren't they? It's like gravel houses. That's the other one. Pebble dash. Well, it's oh, similar principle. I know it's a cheap material, yeah. but just paint it, for God's no, sake. No, but we've covered pebble dash before. It's because uh, in places uh, like Stoke-on-Trent, which have got a lot of mine shafts underneath, so the houses are subject to subsidence. It covers up the fact your walls are cracked. Mm. Artex, similar. It's very tough. It doesn't crack like plaster. And that's why people put it up. And also, I think it became very popular during the kind of craze for DIY and home improvements, which sort of hit Britain around, I think, the 70s. Mm. And it was relatively easy. You didn't have to get it all perfect like plaster. So people just daubed it on. It's got asbestos in it, which means you can't really take it off again. But they say just don't even try getting it off. Just cover it up with plaster, which you can then smooth over. Mm. So that's why people liked it, to cover up the fact that the walls were uneven. Like my mum used to be really into textured wallpaper because she said, well, people will be able to see that the plaster's not even. But then all you could see is unevenness in the bloody textured wallpaper instead. What I don't understand is uh, not so much why Artex exists from retro times, because the company started in the 30s, is why it still exists now. Who is still Artexing their houses? Because let's say the last great Artex craze was 20 years ago. Yeah. The company should have gone bust by now, right? Yeah, but I guess things come round, don't they? No. Like cassettes won't die. People still want to listen to cassettes. They're virtually dead. That's just retromaniacs. But it is, it is lunatics. Right, are there hipsters Artexing their houses right now? <laughs> <laughs> Another morning go with a bloom of questions burgeoning anew But questions seem to always strike at awkward times Like when I'm on the loo They answer me, this paperback's the perfect size To take into the john It's at your local Waterstones or online Amazon For your convenience 
Here's a question from Rachel in Phnom Penh who says, Helen, answer me this. Why is there a Sussex, an Essex and a Wessex but no Nossex in England? No sex. This seems like an odd omission. Yeah, it's because surely that's the reason, isn't it? Because it sounds a bit like no sex. Oh, it's a much older reason than that. Go on then. Because otherwise, why would you put sex in the county names which we've discussed before in this podcast? Middlesex. So the conquerors of... uh, this nation uh, were the Saxons and the Angles and they set, separated into lots of different kingdoms so South Sax was uh, Sussex East Sax uh. was Essex uh, Middlesex in the middle uh, Wessex that was West Saxon lands mm-hmm. but they did not have a North Sax because uh, the Angles had that area so they just never got oh, to the so North one. North Sax was just the Angles territory yeah Okay, so instead of choosing a Sux at all, yeah. the Sacks should have chosen something else to have the North of, and they could have had it, couldn't they? Yeah, well, they could have just scraped a bit off the top of Middle Sex. And said that's the North, yeah. But they didn't think. They didn't well. think about their legacy. They probably thought, we'll probably conquer that Angle land later. Mm. Didn't. Hi, guys, it's Mike from Belfast. Uh, I have a bit of a problem. Uh, years ago, I started writing uh, little heartfelt verses, poems, messages in birthday cards, you know, Mother's Day cards, things like that. Uh, because it made me look really deep and sensitive and also meant that I didn't have to buy as expensive a present because, you know, it was the thought that counted. It was easy for a while, but now years later, every time I have to sit down and write on a card, I'm racking my brains for some new way to express the same old things. I hate repeating myself. So, Helen and Ollie, answer me this. Have you ever set yourself any dangerous or, in retrospect, unfortunate precedents? And how did you get out of them? Mike, let me tell you a little parable. Six and a half years ago... I knew you were going to do this. (laughs) A pair of friends, let's call them Ellen and Wally, started a podcast. And they thought, gosh, we probably won't be doing this in a few months. We'll have run out of things to say. But lo, did they continue... And they realised, having used up all their most obvious thoughts, they had to just delve deeper and deeper to get their next most obvious thoughts. And then the next most obvious thoughts. And then some thoughts you truly wouldn't expect to have about <laughs> subjects such as pizza or pop music or whatever. My friends, Ben and Nicky, uh, started a cycle of buying each other birthday presents that were a bit too nice for each other's birthdays. And one of them now has to break it because they can't afford to keep doing it. What happened is she took him to New York for his 30th. Oh, and so he got her an iPad for Christmas. Where'd you go after the iPad, though? <laughs> exactly. A boat? It's just ridiculous, isn't it? But I don't know what lesson Mike is supposed to infer from that unless he goes back in time and just tries less hard at the beginning so that he's got more room to manoeuvre. I suppose just go to places you didn't know you had in you, Mike. And maybe don't go for the obvious themes of Mother's Day-isms. Rather than trying to come up with poetry each time, could you just do a little drawing that sort of like a jokey thing oh. based around your relationship with the person that you're sending it to. Yeah, but the point is, he's, he's now set the precedent that he does poetry. So yeah, but, the, the, but the one year sideways. where the drawing's got to be as good as the poem. Well, it doesn't, though, because a new medium to express himself, then mm. I don't think he does have to meet the standards of the poem. Maybe you could do a puzzle, like do a word search, Mike, because then you don't even have to put the words into a good order. Uh, here's a question from David from Malden, who says, Ollie, answer me this. Why are car tyres black? Wouldn't it be much more fun if you could get them to match the colour of your car? I have a red car and I want red tyres. Well, David, how about orangey brown tyres? Mm. Huh? That'd be pretty cool. Because uh, that's the colour that tyres used to be. The colour really? of latex. Mm. Yeah. Oh. 
Mm. Um, and uh, the problem was they weren't really durable enough. So then oh. they put carbon in them to give them more traction. And then the natural colour they actually went was black from the carbon. Just get yourself some red rims then instead, David. Well, you can get red ones, but uh, the friction isn't as good. So the tyres will wear down quicker and it'll cost you more. And it'll cost you more anyway because uh, if every tyre stockist had to stock you know five colors of tires in various different makes instead of just one yeah they'd need more shelf space yep. they'd need to order different amounts it would end up costing you more even more so tires are a lot tires are a lot i spent 420 pounds getting two tires recently yep because tires are a lot yeah but then is it, it stops me from dying on the road so that, I, yeah <laughs> I what price the that ends him in this Hampton Court was Henry VIII's home. The O2 Arena was the Millennium Dome. Wasn't it? I went to see you in your room, but it had been turned into a weather spoon. So I ordered a two-for-one curry and a macaroon, but they don't sell macaroons. Do they? I just ate both curries, and now I regret that. A question of hygiene now from Simon, who says, Due to me being horrendously bad with my funds, I've moved back in with my parents on the proviso that my girlfriend, Moo, Mm -hmm. can stay over every night. Wow, I would not have liked to have been in that negotiation. (laughs) No. What exactly are you offering them? Yeah. Well, parents, I've come to take up that room that you're finding so desolate. And in return, you can think about the fact that I'm having sex in your house. Yeah. With someone called a noise. And by by the way, I have no money, so we'll just be eating your food as well. Uh, But I think at the moment, because of recession and everything, a lot of parents have to accept the fact that their adult children are going to return to the nest. Absolutely. That they had just converted into a gym. (laughs) Simon continues Moo comes from a much more well-to-do middle-class background as opposed to my working-class Yorkshire background and is very particular about the way things are done including hygiene and cleanliness Are the working-class unhygienic and uncleanly? If Simon hadn't written to us saying that if Simon had said well I'm middle-class and my girlfriend's working-class so obviously she's filthy that's an outrageous thing to say Mm. isn't it? In fact you get a lot of aristocrats that are kind of crazy dirty and hoarders. and a lot of hoarders. very house proud uh, sort of council flat tenants Certainly. and stuff like that yes yeah. Yeah. let's not make this a class thing no let's not simon this, <laughs> this transcends let's class. come together after thatcher uh, simon continues my parents however are not obsessed by hygiene and cleanliness good they've probably got more interesting things to think about yeah, yeah. like why is your girlfriend called a sound <laughs> <laughs> back when we were living in my flat continues simon with her help and of my own volition we kept it spotlessly clean Since my change of address, though, I've been the one person in a household of five people who does all the cleaning. From scrubbing the toilet to vacuuming and mopping the floors. Wow, such a Cinderella, aren't you? Actually, (laughs) actually, I mean, that is a handy thing for the parents to have around, isn't it? A surf. Maybe that's why your parents are being a bit messy. Exactly. Because they know that you're there to scoop it up. Yeah. Uh, I myself, says Simon, was never a clean freak until I got my own place. So I can see how this seems very odd to my parents. So Helen answered me this. How can I recruit my parents into at least helping me keep the house looking spick and span without them thinking it's all the doing of my very lovely and very particular girlfriend i'm aware too that them letting her stay over every night is very generous indeed so i don't want to tread on their toes too much i just think a slight change of lifestyle would benefit not just me but also them sure but 
you are under their roof and therefore you kind of have to put up with their lifestyle don't you yeah, but I, I think if they if they're accepting your cleaning and they're not going stop it yeah they then, know perfectly well that yeah, it's better they've got a good deal yeah exactly why on earth would they help you yeah. and if you're living rent free i don't think this is that unreasonable the problem is the mm. two people in the house that aren't you or your parents maybe they're the ones that you need to address if they're also living there rent free recruit into a kind of rota system the best you can do is ask them to financially support the buying of the cleaning products that you are demanding need to be there i don't Mm. think you can expect them to start copying your cleaning regime when you've come to live in the house no one likes a passive aggressive annoying neat freak housemate well listeners that's the end of uh, this episode but please do send us your questions that there may be another episode next week oh please helen and ollie let there be another episode do oh why are you emotionally blackmailing me helen and ollie because we need your questions questionnaires otherwise we won't do it because we have nothing to say that's why yeah yeah god you've laid it out so boredly where's the romance gone anyway but do get in touch by all of the means which are available on our website answermethispodcast.com where you can also find links to our first 120 episodes at the incredibly generous sum of only 79 pence each what else are you going to buy with that 79 pence nothing of import you can buy buy, uh, one of my, my songs from my yeah, album you can get those for free as well on oh, your you could actually, yeah, <laughs> you've just undercut your own market you could buy like a packet and a half of Rolos or something you can follow me on Instagram if you want to I've just, I do some good photos it's incredible the uh, good things we tempt the listeners with at this Food, point in the show the neither, sky neither of us follow Martin people. on Instagram do we I don't use Instagram no exactly neither do I uh, that's because I'm the best at Instagram there's no point I would join Instagram just to block Martin <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week bye, bye.